0: Todd, we've been told, you know, that you had an injury to your throwing hand that you suffered in the Fresno State game. Mm-hmm. How much did that impact you last year? And are you in a, you know, healthier state now? Um, I hurt my foot,
1: Fresno State game, Boise State game, I hurt okay. my hand. But uh, it, it really hindered my play. Like, it's my index finger, is the last finger that comes off the football. So it really affected me. Like, it was painful to throw. But, you know, I try, try to push through it, you know, just for the sake of the team. And um, right now, I'm really healthy good. feeling really good going out there and Know,
0: trying to excel in the field. Hey, what's up? Hello, this is another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael, and that was Todd Senteo. Going to start today's podcast with just a little audio montage of of some of the stuff that I I asked Todd Senteo. Going to play, you know, some of these players over the course of the next week or so. I just figured, you know, might as well give everybody an opportunity to hear, you know, especially if you aren't a DMVR member. Some of the quotes, you know, I won't include if I, you know, wrote a big feature on it, but you know, there's, there's a lot of audio to use and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Like I said on yesterday's pod, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, hearing from Todd Senteo. I thought he was really humble, thought he was really down to earth. And I thought he was really honest, both with, you know, the fact that he needs to be better this year and just some of the, the hurdles that he had to overcome last year and how they probably made him you know, a better, more prepared player. Just obviously, you know, all the circumstances, you know, whether it be training camp or the investigation or even having to go back and forth with Patrick O'Brien, it just, it was not a normal year, especially for a first-year quarterback in a new system with a new team with a first-year staff. So a lot of, a lot of things kind of working against him. Uh, before we get into some of this audio, you guys, it's stressful trying to buy a house right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market in Colorado is crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Take some of that worry off your plate. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give their borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen different lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with and not feel bounced around. You got to love that. You also got to love that they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. They are proud DNVR members. They're CSU alumni. They work nights. They work weekends. And right now, if you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter in a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most importantly, you're going to get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. You can also give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Tell him Justin from DNVR Rams sent you. Or again, you can always visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. We've heard a lot about the leadership characteristics that you bring you know, is that something you take great pride in as, you know, just kind of being the vocal leader of the offense? I, I do. But I just also feel I also
1: feel like it's kind of natural. Like people just like kind of gravitate around me. And like when I talk, people listen. So, you know, I respect my teammates and they they give me the same respect back. So that's...
0: You know, one of the things that we heard consistently in non-West media is especially from teams that had new coaches last year was it was just so hard to like establish relationships as a team, you know, with each other. Was that yeah. something that you noticed was you know yeah, a little bit difficult?
1: I agree with that. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel like the first five days of camp, as a team, we're way closer than we were any time last season. So, like, just going through the the summer workouts and being all together and doing the team runs and you know going through the hard stuff together. That's what that's important. So, um, I feel like you know right now as a team we're, we're really tight knit right now.
0: And then, just do you like where you're at chemistry-wise with these with the group of wide receivers and tight ends? Yeah,
1: um, I, I spoke to I think it was you earlier in the week. We we put in a lot of work in the summer. We threw two two three times a week, and uh, we did some. We would, we'd also come back later in the day after we threw and go help have the receivers coming out of their cuts and things of that nature. And just you know, if we didn't feel like we threw well earlier, came back and we threw again. So just to you know, keep that confidence, keep building that confidence and that chemistry. With uh, Matt here, how much is he pushing you? How much are you guys helping each other? How, how does that kind of relationship work? Yeah, Matt is a football guru. Like he, he's very smart, and uh, you know that's one place that I, I want to keep going in is my building my IQ and, and, and off the field and the classroom. So I feel like him coming in definitely pushed me to you know keep keep grinding at that, and uh, you know he, he's a great player. You know makes make good throws and. Knows what he's doing out there, so he's a great great person, great player. Do you feel like you're competing against him every day to keep that job? Of course. I, I feel. I felt like that even when he wasn't here. You know, it, it's a day-by-day day day basis, so, you know, I got to keep – I got to be as consistent as possible every day. Well, I guess how much different is it, though, than in the spring when it was a bunch of freshmen right. and you? Right. No, I mean, like, like I said, like, you know, I just want to – I don't want – I definitely now don't want to make any mistakes now, you know, got somebody on my, on my tail. So, uh, like I said, he's a great player, and he's pushing me, and I'm pushing him, and we're going to get make each other better. We've heard a lot about the
0: state of the offensive line and, you know, Coach Adazio wanting to just kind of change the mentality, make it a tougher group. Mm-hmm. Is that the impression that you get going into this season, oh, that this is a yes. tougher group? Yes.
1: Yeah. They, the the O-line from even – not even last year, from the spring to now, made huge huge strides. And, and the communication that I have with the O-line, like for protections and just – the line of communication I have, like I can go up to somebody and be hard on them and then also pat them on the back. And they, is like I said, two way street respect. So i the O line is going to have a great year this year.
0: How tough is it to kind of block out some of the outside noise? Obviously you've mentioned, you know, you think you've been undersold with your passing abilities, mm-hmm. you know, people can tweet me and stuff, obviously. Oh, and they, they did, they did, <laughs> <laughs> i
1: tell you that. i tell you that, they did. But, uh, nah, like, like I said, you just gotta, you know, have faith in your abilities and, you know, confidence within yourself. And, you know, I feel like when I'm at my highest level of confidence, it's, it's, it's something good happening on the field. So, like I said, you just gotta understand where, I know, I understand where I came from. I have understand things I've accomplished. All small all victories, even the small ones are, are great. And, you know, just take, just use that perspective and whatever they say, they don't know what's going on in this building. They don't know we were out there running all those yeah crazy runs and things of that nature. So, like, like I said, like that, the, the noise is there, but we got to brush it off.
0: Is that fuel for the fire or is it a situation where you can just look at it and be like, look, they don't understand that. Fall camp wasn't normal. That you know, not that all I was that, injured yeah. and all that. Like,
1: it's all, it's all right. I'm not worried about it at all. I, it, it does add fuel to the fire, though, because I, I, I like to prove people wrong.
0: So is that kind of your message to CSU fans going into the season, is you're ready to prove them wrong? Nah, My, my, my message is come out
1: to the games and let's have some fun. That's my message, bro. Like <laughs> How have uh, you adapted to Fort Collins in general? Um, Fort Collins, you know, coach shock from a little I'm different than Philly, <laughs> from Philly and South Florida, where I'm from, you know, it's culture shop, but you know you get used to it. And then Fort Collins is a beautiful place. I love the I love the views in Colorado. That's one thing. My favorite thing to do is like to drive through the mountains and you know, just it's it's really
0: relaxing. Who are like some of the guys you're you know tightest with on the
1: team? Um, David Bailey came came in and we really uh, hit it off. Um, Jay McBride, you know. All the receivers, I, all the receivers are really close. I spent the most time with them in the summer, you know, working out every day. Yeah, after the workouts, the things of that nature. But Even the O-line, we're, we're, we're really tight. All the O-line and I hang out with them. Like, so, um, even defense, Manny, Manny Toby, D-Jack hosted me on my visit here. So, me and D-Jack have been close ever since then. So, you know, we got those Florida ties, you know. Florida boys always got to stay together. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, have a, I feel like I have a great relationship with everybody.
0: What do you got? I mean, you mentioned culture shock. So, like, you know, what do you, what do, you do for fun? You know, what no, do you do? Like, I know that it's been weird circumstances, yeah, yeah. like coming over in a pandemic. You can't, right, like, go right, to the right. bars or
1: anything. Right, right. Um, like, like I said, you know, I like to go, 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 watch, go look at the views. I like, I like driving through a uh, pooter Canyon. Okay. That's probably my favorite one. I, it's, it's a little better than a horse too <laughs> but uh, um, yeah Poudre Canyon is my favorite and then uh, drove down to Denver with some of the teammates a few times you know spent some time down there Ajon. you know and, uh, and I just, you just spend time with your teammates that's really all you can do right now with COVID-19 and all that so that's really what I do for fun play some video games
0: you mentioned prepared. like just how good is that guy for like somebody, like somebody on the outside looking in like how much easier does he make your job? Know, he's the real
1: deal. That, that man is the real deal. I, I don't. I don't think I've had somebody that catches everything that gets done. As well. Like The way he, that the way he does, strong hands, and then he's violent blocking. That's fun to watch. With him. <laughs> you feel me? So, you know, Trey McBride is an excellent player, and you know he's gonna have a great season this year.
0: Is that something that the team can feed off though? When. You know, one of your most skilled players is one of the players that's always you know completing plays. Like you never have to question that guy's drive. Exactly. You don't. You don't
1: have to. You know what you're gonna get with Trey McBride, and and that's you know the greatest feeling that you can have. You can you can have the most confidence in that.
0: All right, that was Todd Senteo on a variety of subjects. Again, big thank you to Colorado State for making him available on media day. Really, really solid interview. Enjoyed you know, getting an opportunity to chop it up with him and just kind of get his perspective on a whole variety of things, you know, how the 2020 season impacted him, how he expects 2021 to be different, you know, what he'll take away, getting used to Fort Collins, all kinds of stuff. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I find him to be really easy to root for. He's an enjoyable conversation and he's just a guy that people like being around and I think that is a, a good characteristic to have, you know, as a starting quarterback. I think leadership qualities really, really matter. And I got, you know, a lot of a snarky responses on Twitter, you know, in it going back to the you know, Steve Adazio quote on, you know, quarter you don't measure quarterbacks on their spirals, you measure them, you know, on their intangibles, on their ability to lead, all of that type stuff. And you know, you, you get naturally because it's Twitter, I got responses like you know well i still want him to throw spirals and i get that and i understand why everybody you know claps back and makes the joke it's it's low hanging fruit but i think the important thing to remember is he's not being 100% serious when he says something like that obviously you know the ability to throw the football matters a whole lot when you are a starting quarterback his point is that you know there's a lot of other things that go into making a successful quarterback there's a lot of people out there that throw a nice football that can throw a deep ball that can you know hit buckets in practice when it's not the heat of the competition when they don't have a defensive line barreling down their neck but when the lights shine brightest they kind of crumble he talked about how he wants his quarterback to be a, a relentless competitor to be fearless in the biggest moments you know he's he's coached people like Tim Tebow like Donovan McNabb like Cam Newton, obviously those guys were all really, really great in their college careers, and he sees a lot of the same, you know, leadership qualities, the it factor, if you will, that he saw in them. He sees those characteristics, characteristics, excuse me, getting tongue-tied here, in Todd Senteo. When he says, you know, a quarterback spiral doesn't matter, that's obviously hyperbole. You know, he's exaggerating to make a point that he cares much more about Santeo's ability to lead this team than he does about him necessarily being the better thrower of the football. Is throwing going to matter? Obviously, it's the quarterback position. If you can't throw at all, you can't be a quarterback. That's, you know, I don't even know why we have to spend time on that. I just think sometimes, and again, I understand why people made the joke. I'm not, you know, taking any shots at anybody or anything like that. I understand, you know, I might have done the same thing back in the day. I just think it's important to remember that, like, coaches, they do this a lot. They use hyperbole. They exaggerate. They're rarely talking Literally, it's usually, you know, some type of message, some type of metaphor, something they're trying to convey through a long-winded point. And with Adazio especially, you know, he's, he's a rambler. He likes to talk. You can tell he's used to being in that leadership role. He's used to kind of like preaching to people and he uses a lot of hyperbole, a lot of examples. You know, you don't have to take everything literally. You don't have to react to everything as if it's literal that, that's, that's my only point there. Again, like I'm not taking shots at anybody. I, I understand why people make the jokes. I just sometimes it gets a little annoying on my end because it's you know' it's, it's easy to see what he means in that situation. and I don't think anybody logically would think that a coach really wouldn't care about his, his quarterback's ability to throw the football. Like, let's just be real here. Obviously, it has to be better than it was a year ago, and I've said this consistently. You know, what we saw last year was not particularly encouraging. Todd Santeo admitted that himself. He did not put the best film out last year. Felt like he was underprepared, felt like he was playing, you know, injured, and all of that held him back. And that's why he's really looking forward to this season. Is he going to take, you know, leaps and bounds in the right direction? I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't have a crystal ball. You know, we don't really get to watch practice. You know, I'm going to be finding out some of that just like you are but based on what we've heard from the coaches based on what we've heard from the other players and just based on my impression of him I understand why people are drawn to him I understand why people think he's a good leader and as far as throwing the football goes I'm I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt do we know if those injuries were 100% legitimate not necessarily you know sometimes teams players they play that kind of stuff up to you know help their own narrative that's part of the game too I don't know I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I have no reason not to believe him. And I will say, you know, going back and re-watching some of those games from last year, it would make sense if he got injured. He's not perfect as a passer in that Fresno State game. But he's not, you know, awful either. He's able to make the open throws. You know, doesn't do anything that completely, you know, wows me or anything like that, but he's solid. And then, you know, in those Boise State and San Diego State games, it, look like, it looks like he can't even throw a forward pass and if he had, you know, a broken index finger on his throwing hand, like he, you know, allegedly did, that would make a whole lot of sense. So we shall see. Obviously, there's a lot writing on the quarterback play. You know, the success of this team, you really like the talent that you have at the skill positions. You really think the offensive line is going to be much improved. All Todd Santeo has to do is kind of put this team in position to win and distribute the football to the playmakers if he can do that. Might be a pretty fun season, you know? And I'm not saying they're going to win the Mountain West. I'm not saying they're going to rattle off a double-digit win season or anything like that. But I would, you know, I'd, I'd love a 7-8 win season where you're able to be competitive in every single game and beat a couple rivals, you know, keep the keep the bronze boot in Fort Collins, you know, go up to Laramie and punch Wyoming in the mouth. It's, it's been since 2015 since they won up there, and it's about time, you know, CSU sent the Pokes, you know, fans home down I-80 or whatever it is with their with their tails between their legs. You know, beat Air Force. It's It's been a while since you beat them. There's, there's a lot of things that you could do this season to kind of push the program in the right direction, and the foundation of that begins with, you know, how successful you are at the quarterback position. All right, we are going to keep today's episode a little bit shorter, but I do have to shout out the friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Everyone's favorite time of year is right around the corner. That's college football season celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet $1 or more on any college football game, take advantage of this limited-time offer now. There's already odds up for those, before those uh, week one games. You can cash in on this. Take advantage. You heard right. DraftKings is giving new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game no matter what Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. It's located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the app now. Use the promo code DNVR to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet or more on any college football game. That promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also got a shout out, Solace Meds. They have four convenient Colorado locations. They're the premier dispensary and they have some smoking hot deals. They've got a location in Fort Collins, a location in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. Check out some of these awesome deals this month. You can get two for 30 on the Dixie Elixirs. My main man, Eric Weedham, a.k.a. D-Line swears by these. You can get 15% off Silver Shelf Flower, 15% off Connoisseur Shelf Concentrates, 25% off Ripple Products, and 20% off Spectra. If you head into any location, you're going to get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. On top of that, you're also going to get 20% off your entire order. So if you take advantage of some of those other sales, you can get that sale price. And then another 20% on top of that and a free Solace Bar or King Cone. Remember, all of these amazing deals, you can take advantage of them and get a discount on your order when you use the code DMBR20 at checkout. Just head to solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com order online, pick up at your convenience and again make sure you always use that code DNVR20 to save 20% off your order at Solace Meds. Cool, 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 cool. That's all I have for today's podcast. Hopefully I didn't get, you know, too preachy here at the end. I just I don't understand the constant state of pessimism. I understand why people are critical and I think that's more than fair, especially after the lack of success that this program has sustained over you know, the last half decade after the failure to capitalize on, on the, on the momentum of the Jim McElwain era, on the momentum of the on-campus stadium, all of that is is completely fair. But I don't understand why you know some fans seemingly have already thrown in the towel before the year has even started. Why they're, you know, just being really nasty, saying really mean stuff about you know a, what comes down to a kid, you know, a quarterback online. I just think some of that is unnecessary. College football is supposed to be fun. You know, be passionate. You know, you can react when things are bad. I'm not saying that you you should never, you know, speak your mind or never be critical or anything like that. I just think it's it's life is much more enjoyable when you enter the season with a sense of optimism, especially when there's reason to do so. I mean there is a lot of talent on this team. There's a lot of NFL players. David Bailey is an NFL running back. Trey McBride, he's an NFL tight end, probably going to be you know, a top 70 draft pick this upcoming spring. I think Cameron Butler's an NFL tight end. I think Dante Wright is an NFL wide receiver. Who knows, you know, some of these other guys, maybe Jordan Cress is going to really impress EJ Scott if he finally stays healthy. The offensive line is much improved. There's so much to like about this team. And and that's not even getting into the defensive line, which is going to absolutely dominate. I mean, Scott Patchen, Manny Jones, Devin Phillips, Toby McBride, Ellison Hubbard, there's not another team in the conference that has a D-line as potent as that. You know, the linebackers, you got D-jacks back. There's, there's just a lot to like about it. And my advice is just enjoy the ride while you can. You know, if, if things turn really sour really early, then, you know, react away. You know, act like the sky is falling. But until it is, just be excited. College football is back. The opportunity to cheer on your Rams is back. The opportunity to tailgate and sing the fight song and drink way too much beer And eat way too much junk food. All of that is back. And if you can't at least enjoy that, I feel sorry for you. I really do. So that's where I'm at. I'm just excited for college football. I'm going to enjoy it as much as is possible. I'm not going to take it for granted. Certainly have in the past. But there's nothing better. You know, the pageantry, the tradition, the fan bases, all of it. Even, you know, some of the the fighting and, and negative engagement, that all comes with the territory. It's just part of being fans. It's part of being emotional. It's part of getting so worked up about something because you absolutely love it and you care about it. So I don't want anybody to feel like they're being, you know, criticized or anything like that right now in the pot. I just, I just want everybody to keep that perspective. Try and stay positive while you can. You know, there, there's a lot of things to like about this team. Let's give them a shot before we throw in the towel. That's that's my advice to you. I'm intrigued by them. I'm excited to see what Todd Santeo can do. I'm excited to see how this offensive line looks. I'm excited to see an improved rushing attack. Hopefully they're effective in play action, but uh, football's back. Football is back. All right, I'll be back with more content throughout the week. Thank you to everybody that continues to listen to the podcast. Much love. You guys make my dreams come true.